Welcome to the Tea with Martha, where we spill the tea on the untold truths and real struggles of entrepreneurship. I'm Martha Pachow, a fellow business owner who's learned the ins and outs of business the hard way. Get ready for unfiltered discussions on the highs, lows, and messy realities of entrepreneurship. It's time to spill the tea and vent it out with us. Hey friends, welcome back to the Tea with Martha. I am excited today because I'm going to dive in and talk about my journey as an entrepreneur, when, where, how it all started, my business, and where it is today, and the plans for the future. So let's get started. So about, well, I'm going to date myself here, but I graduated high school in 2000, and at some point in high school, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and so I got a job at a law firm, uh, and I would you know, run around making copies and filing papers and all of that jazz. So I did that for a little bit, and then I joined mock trial. Um, I did student government, and so I really just started getting into all things looking at my future. Um, and then something happened and, and things kind of shifted, uh, for me. Um, I remember when I, when I told my parents, it was kind of one of those things where they, they, they thought I was a little crazy and, um, long story short, a lot of things led to my decision to become a teacher. So I discovered that's what I wanted to do. I used to teach, at Sunday school at my church for, to kids. And I really just, I thought that I could really do that for a living. And so that was my plan. Went to school to be a teacher, got my teaching degree. And I, I, I really always knew and thought that I would have a small preschool, small childcare center. There was a lady in my, in my city who uh, was an acquaintance of my parents and they, she had a, uh, a childcare center. And, you know, when you grow up in a small town, you, you kind of, you look at people's lives and she seemed like she was happy. She had a nice car. Uh, her kids, I think her kids worked in the center. So it was kind of like a family ran operation. And just from a teenage girl looking from the side, that seemed like a good idea. So I went to, to school thinking one day that's what I would do. And it's, it's so interesting to me because, you know, when, when we look back at, at our thoughts, when we were young, sometimes we were not so far off. Right. I mean, I think that that's the big, the, the superpower that God gives us is this intuition. And sometimes we're wiser than we think we are maybe wiser beyond our years. Um, and it takes a minute. It takes a minute for us to believe in ourselves, for us to really listen to that intuition and also to really discover what you, what your strengths and superpowers are. Right. So anyway, I remember going to school and thinking, I'm only going to do this for a little bit. I'm going to open my school and somehow, I mean, the things that I would say, I don't know that I knew exactly what I was saying. And I don't know that I knew 
really the the depths of my words in terms of there is no way possible at that time that I could even have a school. Like there was just, I, I, I was a broke student. I was newly married. And so there was just not, it seemed impossible. So I graduate college. I start teaching at the local school, school district here in Phoenix, Arizona. I went to ASU. I graduated cum laude from ASU with my teaching degree in elementary education, a minor in ESL. And so I really was looking forward to that season of my life of being a teacher. Did my student teaching and then discovered that I didn't want to teach maybe past second grade. Really liked the littles. And so that's what I did um, the first two years. And when I had my first son, who is now 17, I know, I know, I know, it looks like I'm 17, but no, I'm just kidding. No. But um, when I had my first son, it was middle of the school year. And my intention was that I would have him and have my time off. I had him in December. So I was going to get the two extra weeks from the winter break and then my six weeks of um, maternity leave. And so I was really excited that I could have that extra two weeks kind of as a gift. He was born on the 17th. So it was like right on the tail end of, uh, before we, we, before we went on break. So had him and then I soon enough discovered I don't think I could leave him. I, I, I remember thinking there is absolutely no way that I can leave my little baby and also leave him and not make much money at the end of the day because of course on a teacher's salary it was really hard to pay for infant infant uh child care and so it just the numbers didn't number and i thought i could probably start my own preschool out of my house i could do half day i'll do um you know, I'll implement curriculum, I'll build a classroom. And so that's what I did. Within two months of having him, I thought, okay, enough is enough. Um, I needed to contribute to our household. And so what I, what, what I did at the time was I closed out my garage of my home and I made that a classroom because I wanted to feel like there was separation in my home and, and my work. Right. And so that's how I did it. And then I basically volunteered for a good amount of time. I mean, I don't know if it was five, six months, seven months, something like that. And I, I had kind of offered my friends, my church friends to drop off their kids for a couple hours in the morning so that I could basically practice. And I would strap my son on, or I would have him in the car seat. And then I go about my day. I mean, we would be in the classroom and we would have our activities, our centers, our circle time. I mean, all the things that I had, that I, I mean, that I had gone to school for. And I really, truly love that, that, that was the thing that I enjoyed. And I still do. I mean, it's unfortunate that when you grow and you build a business, the very thing you start doing is the last thing you end up doing. Uh, but it was super fun for me. And so 
then I thought, okay, I'm going to, I need to monetize on this because I figured out that I, that number one, I can do it. Number two, I'm enjoying doing it. Number three, I can have my child with me. I figured out my groove, the schedule. And so I would time my activities based on when I knew he needed to be down or when I was going to need a little, he was going to little need a little extra attention. And so, you know, it just, it works. I mean, that's what, that's what we do, right? As parents, as, as mothers, we just, we somehow expand and we do all the things that are required of us and we wear the hats and we juggle the balls and we smile while doing it. So that started going really well. And then I thought, well, if I could do one or two, then I could do more. So I advertised on Craigslist. This was, this was back in 2007. And so that's when, that's how I started my marketing campaign was on Craigslist. So when I did that, I started getting one and then two and then three. And then of course people would tell their friends and I, I just felt really empowered that I could actually do this, right? That I could actually make a living and kind of live out that dream that I, that I wanted to, to be a teacher. And so I would get up early, very, very early. I would get myself together, myself ready as if I was going out to work. I never wanted it to feel like parents were dropping off to a lady in pajamas and, you know, rollers or something. I, I always, my, my parents taught me from an early age, you know, we do things with excellence. You know, you do, you do it a hundred percent or you don't do it at all. It was half way things were not going to work around, around our house. And so I just decided I would going to, I was going to operate as though it was a school. I was going to just, I was going to carry myself as though this was an actual preschool building facility school. And I think that it's so important that when we start small, it's so important that when even maybe you may not feel like it, like nowadays we call that imposter syndrome. uh, And that's a big word that everybody throws around. But really that when you're not, you still don't, you still don't fully embrace that identity that we still behave in a way that contributes to that person we're becoming, right? Like that higher version of ourselves and that future version of ourselves uh, with our actions, despite how we feel or maybe how we partially think of ourselves, because what we think, how we feel is who we end up being. And so that's how it all started. Um, and then soon enough, I had a few more kids. And so I, I had to hire help. So I always had a, a one or two uh, assistants that would help me. And, you know, we would come in a little early and we would prep the meals and snacks. And sometimes I would batch prep food for my kiddos so that I could just focus on the classroom and not have to be cooking and, and, and teaching because I, we, at that point we, once we started charge, I started charging, it was a full day. So I served the working, you know, working families. And so they need a full day, full care. 
and I prepped everything from scratch. I provided really nutritious meals, just like I would serve my own children. I would, I would, I would puree baby food until I couldn't anymore because it was just too many kids and too many things and too many meals. But that's how it started. And I'm just so grateful. And I, for the people that came, for the people that believed in me, I still, to this day, I'm, I'm just blown away that people trusted me and, and brought me their babies. And then their next baby, you know, they had two, three children and they, we became friends. I mean, they would come to my home. And so we became family friends. These were my kids' friends. They grew up with them. And so we did birthday parties together and, and just, we, we raised our children together and I'm thankful for that season of just trying the thing that God had placed in my heart and that calling for teaching and really needing to provide for my family. And so I went through a divorce. So I did that for five years. And after my divorce, I decided it was time to change. And I decided that I would either try to get into a facility and or go back to teaching. And so at the time I had my brother and I had purchased a home here in Phoenix and I thought I can get it rezoned. I'm going to get, it was on a major street. And so I thought I could get it rezoned. I'm going to get it licensed and I'm going to start my first facility. So we bought it, we remodeled it. I started working on all the paperwork and if you know anything, sometimes being naive is, 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 is good. And sometimes you, you learn the hard way, but I kind of came to a standstill. My name, our neighbors, our, your neighbors have to sign off and our neighbors opposed it completely. And so I wasn't able to open that center there. And so I said, okay, that's it. I'm going to go back to teaching. And I wasn't able to do that. It was mid-year and I needed security, stability. I couldn't get just a sub subposition, was which was what a couple of the districts had offered. And so I had a friend. Actually, she's still my friend. But at the time, my friend at the time was a realtor. And she told me of a spot where I could buy appliances and resell them, fix them and resell them. And so I did. I got my, my tech team in place. There was techs that would meet me at the at the auction site and kind of they they trained me on what brands to buy, which ones to buy, which ones to stay away from. And so I'd show up and usually once or twice a week and buy a bunch of appliances. They would meet me there with their trucks and they would load them up, clean them up, fix them, and then deliver them to me. And then I would list them on Craigslist, good old Craigslist. And I lived, I literally supported my myself and my two kids at this, at this point in my life, I was a single mom and I supported myself and my kids by selling appliances on Craigslist. And I, you know, God's always just been so good and provided every single detail, whether it be people, friends, um, connections. And at the time I moved, I had, we, we had to short sell our house. I, I moved away. And so I, I rented out that house that 
that I had bought for the to to make it a facility. And so we we moved. I needed I needed to move across town and just kind of get a fresh start. And so well, I moved into a small apartment. So my really good friends at at the time lived really close to that apartment. And so they graciously allowed me to put my appliances in their home and connect these refrigerators and washers. And, and so I would list them, meet, meet the buyers at the, in their garage and sell everything. So did that for a while. And during that season of what's next, what's going to happen, you know, should I open a store? Like I, I wasn't really sure what I needed to do. But I, I knew that I just had that entrepreneurial spirit. Like at that point, there was no way that I was going to be able to go back to teaching specifically because now I'm a single mom with two small children and I needed flexibility. I needed to be there for my kids. I don't, I didn't have family here in town. It was me, myself and my two kids. I did share custody with their dad, but you know, he worked and I wanted to be there for my kids and I wanted to know that I could drop off, that I could pick up, that if they got sick and I got a call, I could be there. And so in that interim, that about year, year and a half, I was offered the opportunity to take on an underperforming daycare center in North Phoenix. And when I did that, it was such a huge step. I mean, Going from a home, then having to short sell your house, going through a divorce, you know, really trying, putting all my effort, the little money I had worked really hard into this house, uh, asking my brother to help. And, you know, just, I had, I felt like I had exhausted everything and nothing was working my way. None of the plans that I had for my life. I mean, I'm going through this nasty divorce and now I have to, you know, share custody. And it was a really rough time and it was a few years. It wasn't a few months. It was years, but I had amazing friends. I had people that were there for me that lifted me up. And although I didn't have family in town, you know, I had just my, my family's amazing. My, my brothers were always checking on me, helping from afar, coming, coming to visit. And so I remember that when I got offered this, the opportunity to buy this facility, number one, I I wasn't in a position financially to just buy it. And so I remember thinking, holy cow, somehow I got to figure this out. Like, this is it. This is it. Um, all the things that haven't been working, uh, you know, in, in my favor, like I can't take this anymore. I, something's got to give. And so at the time I was, I was dating my current husband. (laughs) Now we've been married for 13 years. So, you know, we've been together for 13 years and I tell him about this and we, we discuss it and I'm like, look, I think I could really do this. And I just don't have the money, but I have the, I have the passion, I have the know-how and certainly 
I have the the fire because at this point I really had nothing to lose, literally nothing to lose. And I had the need. And so we went for it. My husband said, or my boyfriend at the time said, you know what? I, you know, I have some money put away that I've been working, you know, that I've been saving for an opportunity. Uh, Parentheses. So my husband is uh, from Israel and he moved uh, at that point. Well, I think now it's been about 16 years. So he had been here in the U.S. for a few years and working. He was self-employed and he had a small business and um, he had been saving money for the next best thing. And so here's a, here's a kind of bootstrapper entrepreneur marrying an entrepreneur himself, also kind of figuring things out. And he said, let's, let's do it. And my fear was what if we don't end up together and now kind of we have this business. And so we kind of had made an agreement of if it doesn't work out, you know, well, it'll just be a business partnership and we'll figure it out then. And, you know, I, in my mind, I thought if this doesn't work out, I'll buy them out. And, but at least now I have a business, you know, and we went for it and it was really scary because both for him and I, it was a big step, right? And we didn't really understand, I think at the time, what we were getting ourselves into, but I am grateful that we took steps of, of, you know, action and of faith and betted on ourselves. And we soon discovered that it's very different operating a home or, you know, a service and a home preschool program than it is owning a commercial you know, school facility building, you know, you have employees. I, I, this is how, this is how inexperienced I was. I had no idea that there was payroll taxes or workers comp or, um, all this, all this liability insurance. I mean, it was very mind blowing to me that I had to pay for all these things. I thought, I, I, how am I supposed to make any money? <laughs> so that was the story of how WizKids started. WizKids was really a passion project of mine. That was the name. WizKids was the name of my school since it was in my garage. So for 17 years, WizKids has been the name. And I came up with the name and a logo and all those fun things that you do when you're, you know, a, a, a startup and still to this day, WizKids is, is, is the name. We, uh, we got that first facility. It's 32nd Street and Thunderbird in, in 2012. And shortly after figuring out what workers comp was, what payroll taxes were, what taxes were in general, um, and is it a C corp? Is it an S corp? Like all the things like, oh, wait, you mean I have to pay quarterly taxes? Oh, wait, no, you have to do this. Oh, wait, you have to do that. On top of running the actual business itself, right? Like I was focusing on the program and, you know, the materials and the centers, the furnishings, the 
the food and employing that I had to learn to hire people and also to fire people and then train people and price accordingly to what, you know, we needed to, 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 to have some margin and, and, oh, you have to save for a rainy day when the AC goes out. I mean, all the things that I just didn't know at the time, um, I learned very quickly <laughs> and maybe you could consider it the hard way, but I learned them. So after a while, maybe two years had passed, we soon realized once we were able to turn the place around and, and, and work on enrollment and marketing and things like that, build a team and I hired more help and because I was working a lot, we were working weekends and we were fixing things and painting things and all of that jazz. We discovered that we weren't really gonna make a lot of money. This was not a business that was going to make tons and tons of money. So the way to make more was to scale it. And so I started looking for another place. I thought I could do this again. I did it one time. Now I know. Now I know all the things. I'm an expert. <laughs> and so that was the story of the first center. And from there, when we opened the second facility, I think that was the second hardest season of my life. My parents ended up moving um, from California to here to help us out, you know, for a few months. It turned out to be a year because now I was running two facilities, literally working, I don't know, 60, 70 hours a week, uh, probably more. And just, I had, my husband and I had got married already and I had a newborn baby. I think when I got the second facility, he was maybe a year-ish and change. So a lot happening. And then again, what works for one center was not going to work for the other. We ended up selling that house that I had leased and given up the dream um, so that we could rent the second facility. Uh, it was significantly larger. It was three times well, two and a half times bigger than the first one. So we we went big. We went from zero to 100 really fast. Um, we leased that facility. And also it was a few years of hard work. And then after that, that's when I really worked on myself. At that time, when I got into the second school, that's when I discovered I was in over my head, that I didn't know a lot of the higher level business practices that I really needed help. I needed help with my books. I, I wasn't really good with my books. I needed help with building teams, training teams, supervising accountability, because now I wasn't at one facility. I had to bounce back. And so when you have one place, you're it sucks you in, but you're there. And then you get two places. Well, you there's only one of you, right? So I learned all these things. And I thought, I'm either going to drown and die because I felt like I was dying some days but drive home crying and or I got to figure this out and I got to get help and I got to get it really fast because this is not okay I'm stressed I'm not the best person I'm not the best version of myself and my kids are watching my kids are little and so um that was the story of whiz kids it really was from from my garage to the first facility 
to now six locations here in the Phoenix area, uh, close to 600 students and a lot of employees, also about little shy of 200 employees. Some are part-time, some are full-time. I have leadership, I have teachers, I have an executive team. I mean, there's a lot of us now that run this circus and it has been the biggest joy of my life aside from raising my kids and, and, and building a family really with kids has just been a blessing. It's been a blessing to me to see children learn and thrive and families that have been with us for, you know, 10, 12 years because they have two, three children and they grow with us. Uh, I realized that God had a bigger plan for me than I ever thought. And that little girl that thought, okay, you think you want to be a lawyer or, oh, never mind, you want to be a teacher. And wouldn't it be nice to have a small daycare like the lady in my town so that I could be my own boss and have a nice car and raise my kids in tow. And it's just amazing how full circle things are. And, and, and even though some days are still really hard, And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I also think of, had I not bet on myself, had I not believed that I could do it, had I not gotten the help I needed, um, and at each stage, uh, I would have given up so much, you know? So today I want to encourage you, I've, I sometimes... (laughs) I hesitate to say this, but I built a multi-million dollar business literally from the garage of my home only because I took steps of faith, action steps, bet on myself and figured it out. I bootstrapped everything. I got a lot of help, friends, family, of course, my family, my parents, my, my husband, who's always been super duper duper supportive in so many different ways. I mean, now I travel a lot and I help others and I, I, it's just become a whole other ball game. Uh, but at the core of it, you know, all glory goes to God because that this would be impossible. He has provided when things felt un unattainable when things felt surreal I he's positioned me in 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 rooms and in places where I know it's only from above because I don't deserve to be there or I don't deserve some opportunities that been given me and so I just want to encourage you today it's really not about me I just wanted to share my story and share there's so much more in between which I'm sure we'll get to um, throughout the episodes but I just want to encourage you that whatever it is that you have on your mind and on your heart, God gives us these, these ideas and gifts, and it is our job to fully immerse ourselves in being the best versions of ourselves and live out our purpose. It is not easy. It is not, I can't, I can tell you that it won't be easy but I can tell you it's worth it. And my dad always says, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I believe that with all my heart. 
and it just takes, you know, it takes grit, it takes determination, it takes belief in yourself because every, every step and whether sometimes it's one step forward and it feels like two steps back, but it's really believe it's propelling you back just to, to release you forward. And I, I say this all the time. If I, if I had seen back then in my garage, or if I had seen back then when everything was falling apart, or even that first facility that, by the way, I don't know if I said this, I found on Craigslist, (laughs) um, that first facility, if I had seen where I, we would be today, I would have not believed it, you know, or if I had been given the responsibility that I have today back then, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have maybe crumbled, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I really firmly believe that every season, every year, every set action step, every step of faith built that muscle to continue to believe that we could do the next thing and conquer the next mountain. And so I'm just excited to think of what's ahead, even though it scares me because I still have amazing, like crazy dreams. I feel like I'm just getting started and like those dreams really scare me. But at the same time, I'm reminded, I have to remind myself if I, if I came this far, how, how much farther can I go? And so my purpose um, for this and for, for the show and for my, my hope and my prayer and my dream for you, listener, friend of mine, is that you would believe in yourself, that that small voice that tells you you can do it or that, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, what if I did this? What if this worked? You know, why not? Why not? why not you? Why not now? And bet on yourself, babe, bet on yourself because why not? I'm excited to hear uh, feedback. Please comment and share if you, if this resonated with you, um, I'm going to be offering a tame the chaos training and also uh, clarity to cash flow membership and and follow me on my website uh, sign up for the wait list and um, stay tuned because I'm gonna be digging deep and diving in on all the things I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on coaches and mentors and trainings um, to build the business that I have today And I really, my intention is to share that with you and to help you hopefully accelerate that process. If you are in business, if you're starting a business, if you're in business and maybe want to go to the next level, you know, it's all about that preparation, that belief and systems and strategy and to execute. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me on another episode. If you enjoyed today's tea, make sure to follow, rate, and leave a review. Stay connected with us on social media at The Tea with Martha for updates and behind-the-scenes moments. Remember, every woman's story is a sip of inspiration, and together we're brewing success. This is Martha signing off.
Cheers. <laughs>